Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Happy Windy Sunday, everybody. Yes, indeed. It's a glorious day to worship and give God all the glory and praise. And just so you know that our attitude is a reflection of our life. Now, remember last week we talked about the sower who went out there and sowed seed and some of it fell in the rocks and some of it on the concrete pathways and some of it in good ground and some of it on the, uh, in the weeds over there. But today we're going to talk about the seed that's going to be on the good ground and how that reflects upon us in everyday life. There's a story about these uh, two Scotsmen who immigrated into California they wanted to have their home, their new home, with some reminder of their homeland. So one brought with him a thistle, which was the national emblem, believe it or not. And the other took a swarm of honeybees. Years passed by. Fields for long distance were cursed with the thistle, which the farmer could not get rid of. But the forests and fields are laden with the sweetness of honey. Little did they know that what they would do, what they would bring with them, how it would just basically multiply and reflect upon everything that they have done, reflection upon them. With us, our life is one big attitude, a super big attitude. How we act around other people, what we do, reflects upon everybody around us. Now think about this for a moment. You have one little tiny kernel of corn. And you take that kernel of corn and you plant it and it grows and it produces, say, two corns a cob. That's like 1,600 kernels. One kernel. And you end up with 1,600 of them. 1,600. That's a lot of kernels out of one single corn. One little tiny thing can make a big, huge difference in your life. This morning our reading is from Galatians chapter 6 verses 7 and 8. Whatsoever a man soweth that he shall also reap. For he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. Think about all the things that we are sowing. And it's growing in good ground. But not everything that is growing is going to be good. Just like that guy brought the thistle over and he's got thistles and all over the place. Weeds, corruption. How we sow, how we interact with our attitude not only reflects upon ourselves, but also those around us. For example, if we sow good things, we will reap good things. If you sow honesty, if you're honest around other people, you will reap trust because people will trust you. If you sow goodness, you will reap good friends. If you sow humility, you're going to sow greatness. If you sow perseverance, you're going to reap victory. If you sow consideration, you will reap harmony. If you sow hard work, you're going to reap success. If you sow forgiveness, 
you're going to reap reconciliation. If you sow patience, you will reap improvements. And if you sow faith, you will reap miracles. And again, sowing to the Spirit, when you sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap everlasting life, and that's what we are after. However, on the other hand, if you've got some bad negative things, vibes, attitudes coming out of you, here's what's going to happen. If you sow dishonesty, you're going to reap distrust. If you sow selfishness, you're going to reap loneliness. If you sow pride, you're going to reap destruction. If you sow jealousy, you're going to reap all kinds of trouble. If you sow laziness, you're going to reap stagnation. If you sow bitterness, you're going to reap isolation. If you sow greed, now this is interesting, if you sow greed, you're going to reap loss. If you sow gossip, now, nobody around here at all in South Dakota gossips, right? And I will probably say one thing. There's probably a lot less of that going on right now because you can't socialize together in cafes and talk about your neighbors. But here's what they say. If you sow gossip, you will reap enemies. Now, this one is interesting. I'm not sure who came up with this, but this is, <laughs> this is almost kind of humorous. If you sow worries... If you sow worries, you're going to reap wrinkles. <laughs> That's kind of a funny one there. If you sow sin, you're going to reap guilt. If you sow to the flesh, which is one of the things that we talked about in our reading, you're going to reap corruption. You will reap more than you sow, actually. Like I said, you plant that one kernel of corn... You're going to get 1600 and you'll be able to have all kinds of good and bad things happening in your life. That's why I say our life is one big, huge attitude. How do we attitude? How do we talk to other people? How do we interact with them? How do we treat our neighbors? How do we live with one another? Not only within our family units, but in our church family and in our community. What we sow is what we reap. Now we talk about sowing to the flesh. The flesh is, is something that we can feel. The flesh is something that gives us satisfaction. We can feel it. We can maybe somewhat understand it. But God is saying, no, do not be sowing to the flesh. Because the flesh will have all kinds of corruption going on with it. No. Sow to the Spirit. Because it is the Spirit. We want everlasting life. We want to be able to sow to the Spirit of God. And have all kinds of great things happening for us. Now if we sow to the flesh, John R. Stout once wrote, Every time... We allow our mind to harbor a grudge, nurse a grievance, entertain an impure fancy, wallow in self-pity. We are sowing to the flesh. 
How many times do we sometimes in our lives kind of have a sense of self-pity among us or within us or negative attitudes? Negative attitudes is something that really can get into people's lives and then they form into depression. They get all depressed. That's sowing to the flesh. They're not looking to God. They're looking at themselves instead of to God for their help. Many times we cannot solve our own problems. We have to allow God into our lives to help solve them. We get to Him. We kneel. We humble ourselves. We pray to God to give us the strength to overcome the power of this flesh which is all around us. We are told that when we sow to the flesh we will reap corruption. Corruption is It's talking about destruction. It's talking about rebellion against God. It's talking about destroying oneself. Now what we sow is what we reap. Now those are some of the bad things that happen. But what about the good things that can also happen to us? If we sow to the Spirit, it is things that will be pleasing to God. To sow to the Spirit is the same as walk by the Spirit. To sow to the Spirit is the same as to be led by the Spirit. Are we led by the Spirit? Do we allow the Spirit to guide us? Do we allow that in that photograph of the footprints in the sand when there's suddenly one set, do we allow God to carry us? Or are we there questioning, saying, where are you, God, when I was in my grief? And God has to remind us, it is then when I carried you. So to sow with the Spirit is the same as walking in Christ. To sow to the Spirit is the same as continuing in Christ's Word. To sow to the Spirit is the same as abiding in Christ. Now the seed that we plant can be very good seed. And sometimes we don't know what's going to happen to that seed. I know I'm one of those where I will plant all kinds of, I'll say, crazy ideas. I'll plant and sow all kinds of seed out there. And I'll probably say that probably 95% of it is half crazy. But what about the 5%? See, if you don't do anything, nothing will happen. You have to do something. So you sow it to the Spirit. You sow the ideas. There were these two missionaries who went over to uh, an African village And they got called back to the States because of illness. And when they left Africa, they had a whole sum of six believers. You can imagine when they came back two years later, what were they going to find? Two of them, leaving six. Would they come back and find nothing has happened? 
Would they come back and find that the that the six believers simply fell by the wayside? They were kind of like planted in the in the weeds or in the rocks. They were excited and fell by the wayside. What kind of seed would those six people have? Well, let me tell you what happened 25 years later. They had a 25th anniversary. And there was a whole sum of 7,000 believers. Think about that for a moment. Started with two. Went to six. And now they had a big celebration service. A communion service of 7,000 people. They had three African ministers. And bread and wine was distributed by 24 native elders. Wow! Now that was good seed planted in good soil and they reaped the benefit of so many people being saved to the Lord. It can start with the small seed. But you see, you've got to plant the right seed. There's a story of, this, of these, these two guys. They retired and they wanted to plant a garden and the salesman came along and said, here, plant this and you'll get all kinds of good stuff. So they went and they planted two rows, or no, it's like six rows, all kinds of stuff, and they took care of their garden and they, you know, nourished it and so forth. In a couple weeks, everything came up. They were expecting watermelon and cantaloupe and carrots and tomatoes and potatoes and all kinds of neat things. And when it all came up, it was all corn. Well, needless to say, they kind of got took, didn't they? They planted all kinds of things. Sometimes we are led down the garden path. You know, the devil's there. He's trying to say, hey, come this way because it's better. You're going to get oh, all kinds of good things over here. You're going to get all kinds of good things. And, and we're down the garden path, so to speak. And here are these guys planted all this seed, thinking they're going to get all this wonderful vegetables, and all they get is corn. Now, corn is not a bad thing. Corn is a good thing, but it's not what they thought they had planted. So who is sowing the seed? We are sowing the seed. And if we sow it to the Spirit, God will give us the proper seeds. He will give us the seeds to produce tomatoes and potatoes and carrots and, and peas and beans and all kinds of stuff. And he will say you will have an abundant, gar abundant garden. It will produce because you have sown good seed. And you, as long as you take care of it, you will reap a great harvest. Two missionaries into six, into 7,000. Wow, that is fantastic. And I look out here today and it's amazing Thank you all for coming today and hearing about God's word, about hearing about what we sow is what we're going to reap. Each one of us. I talk about it. It's a big attitude. It's a Sometimes we need an attitude adjustment, don't we? Sometimes we're negative and we need to be positive. You know, sometimes that comes, you know, reading the book of James where the people we hang around with is how we're going to be portrayed. If we hang around negative people, we're going to get drugged down. If we hang around positive people, boy, we're going to be great and wonderful and it's going to be a wonderful day. 
Because you like hanging around positive people. Being a follower of God is not always an easy task. It's full of challenges. Look at the apostles. They did the bidding of Jesus Christ. And yet, their lives ended up being destroyed because Paul was faithful in his labor, but he was beheaded. Peter was faithful in his labor, and he was crucified upside down. James was faithful in his labor, and he was beheaded. John the Baptist was faithful in his labor to the Lord, and he was beheaded. John the Apostle was faithful in his labor to the Lord, and he was exiled to the Isle of Patmos. The remainder of the apostles were faithful in their labor, and they all died as a result. But you look at the apostles. Start with Jesus Christ, the 12 apostles, and then it multiplied from there. See, you cannot kill off the Word of God. The Word of God is going to grow. It's going to be planted in good soil. It's going to continue to be nourished. And that's what we're here for. We are here to give God the glory and praise because, you see, in this world, there are many, many people who are faithfully reading the Bible. There are many people who are out there praying diligently. There are many people out there who are devoted to the church. There are many people out there who will give back to God. There are people out there who will witness to the lost. Many people out there who are seeking to restore the fallen Christian. Oh yes, there are so many people out in this world who are out there wanting to save other individuals. I'm going to grab my bulletin because there's a couple verses in there that uh, I would like to read at this time. And that's in Matthew 6. Where do we store up our spirituality. Where do we store up our attitude? Let's read here in Matthew 6, 19-21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Our treasure is our attitude. And our attitude is what we sow and what we reap. Good attitude produces good results. Sowing to the Spirit is more important than sowing to the flesh. We're moth and, and uh, when we die, needless to say, our bodies are going to decay and from dust we came to dust we shall return. First Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing 
move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Most, many people have probably planted a garden. Many probably have our farmers that are here today. You know what it's like to do the toiling of the work to planting the seed. Now, I will say that doing it today is a lot easier than it was 50 years ago when you had a three-bottom plow and a six-row planter. took you forever to get this stuff done, but you worked at it day and day in and day out planting. And then you're hoping for the Lord to bless you with the rain and the sunshine so you have a good crop and you will reap a great harvest. one of us here today can be a testimony to those people around us. Give. Give love to everybody around you. Honesty. You know, honesty is such an important trait. Once you lose your honesty, you're in trouble. Love. Give love. Give honesty. Give peace. Give tranquility. I want to read Psalm 126. If you got your bulletin, go ahead and follow along. If you got your Bible, you can turn to that as well. Psalm 126. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Restore our fortunes, Lord, like streams in the Vigvah. Those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Those who go out weeping, carrying seed to sow, will return with songs of joy and carrying sheaves with them. Verse 5, those who sow with tears will reap with songs of joy. Having a relationship with Jesus Christ is an emotional one. And it should bring tears to your eyes. It should bring gloriousness in your heart. It should bring wonder in, in your mind to realize that, oh, you know what? The things of this world doesn't matter. I want my attitude to be adjusted. I want my attitude to be positive. I want a soul to the Spirit of God where nothing can snatch it away. And we will be so joyfully happy. We will be so joyfully great and wonderful because the flesh is trying to bring us down but it is the Spirit of God that is going to lift us up. When we are struggling in life, Jesus Christ will bring his hand down and say, Take my hand, as he said to Peter who was drowning in the, in the water. Take my hand, ye of little faith. Stand up and be with me. Peter was excited about walking on the water till all of a sudden... He looked down, seen the waves, everything crashing. 
And suddenly it is the flesh that overtook him and he went down into the water. And it is only by the Spirit of Jesus Christ that he was saved. Come up and be with me. Grab my hand and I will save you. Take a hold of me. That is what I'm here for. So the next time now you have an attitude that is struggling, put it aside. Say, no, I'm not going to let it grip me today. No, I'm going to have God on my side today. No negative attitude is going to bring me down. No negative attitude is going to make me feel bad. No negative attitude is going to put me in depression. I'm going to be in a glorious mode because Jesus Christ is in my heart, in my soul, and in my mind. I'm going to sow to the Spirit, and it is by the Spirit that I'm going to have everlasting life. That is our mission. Remember, our life is one big, huge attitude. One kernel of corn into 1600. How we reflect upon other people goes out beyond just around us. The karma that's around us will continue to spread goodness and joy around us and those around us as well. And it is great to have God on our side because with God on our side, there's nothing that can stop us. May God bless each one of us here today. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of you as you go forth today. Amen. At this time, we will go ahead and gather the offering. Oh. Okay. Uh, okay, here's this. Plug that in. Put that on. Oops. This way. There you go. I'm going to turn up your microphone and turn up the music a little bit. Okay, go ahead. So
worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, worship Your holy name. You're rich in love and you're slow to Thank you, Juliana. Sorry for the music breaking in and out there. The uh, internet was buffering, so that uh, does that. But uh, her voice still carried through all that, and that's great. All right, let us confess our Christian faith according to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, he was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit 
and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.